new episode here of Hops and Hot Takes. We've got spring is in the air, Eric. Now we've got the NCAA final this this part of the year. We've got the Masters this part of the year. But let's be honest, the most important day of the calendar in the spring is the GA game of our dogs. Am I right? Uh, I think that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> what is the beer that we're drinking uh, tonight for this episode? Oh, okay. So it's going to be the Hobnill IPA from Athens, Georgia, a little small brewery called Southern Brewing Company. I think it's a pretty new new brewery down in Athens. Would, uh, I love the name. A little ode to the uh, Tennessee game with Larry Munson. How do you feel about how it tastes? I like it. Again, another another smooth IPA. I think if people listen to past episodes of Hops and Hot Takes, they really appreciate how descriptive we are about all these beers. We're also pretty IPA heavy. We're also pretty IPA heavy. Which <laughs> so we I, know what we're talking about. Which I've heard complaints from <laughs> from several people who, who who really don't want to drink a nine nine point. Is this what you? Beer. Okay, Eric. Is this a beer that you would want to drink at a tailgate for G Day game? Not if I <laughs> not want, in the morning. Yeah, not, not in the morning for a for a noon kick. But <laughs> this might be like a beer that you want to have after the game for dinner. Yeah, after yeah. after a victory. Um, oh yeah, G Day game victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for this episode, we have two special guests. Can you tell us who is on our G Day show? Yes, unfortunately, they are related to me. I have my brother Ryan, no nickname. Will, no nickname. <laughs> How are y'all doing tonight, guys? Good. Good. I'm still heated from last week's Game of Thrones discussion, but, you know, I gracefully came back to the show anyway. Thank you, Ryan. Well, how, how you, you didn't doing? have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the hobnail beer. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, okay. Well, what do you think of the hobnail beer? It's pretty good. It's actually my first time trying it, so I'm usually, you know, usually just stick with Terrapin, but saw it in the gas station. Yeah, I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, any berries near the gas station. Like, why not, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't sound like a wild man. <laughs> I just wanted to get off the beaten path. You like know? to live dangerously. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to try some more uh, some more other stuff. That's the only one I've seen so far that they make. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll have to search it out and see what else they yeah. what else they make. I know you didn't ask me, but this is very good, actually. Uh, I like yeah, it a lot. Well, you know. <laughs> Ryan, that's actually water. <laughs> oh. It's not strong enough for him. Uber has already sent him a promo code. Uh, <laughs> they know he's drinking. Yeah. It was it's Thursday night. We need to pick up Ryan. So I'm leaving the uh, gas station with a six pack of Natty Lights. I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and send this guy. <laughs> Derek <code>. again? Jeez. <laughs> Ryan's getting a notification, a pop-up notification from Uber saying, hey, man, you good? (laughs) I personally know all the Uber drivers in Atlanta. Before we even get into the team, how they're looking this spring, how many G-Days have you been to? One, maybe? I've been to zero. I've watched. Now I've watched a few on TV. Well. Ooh, how many? Uh, I like six. It's been a lot. Ryan. I've been to one, and that was actually with Will and Steven. Remember we went for your, it was like your bachelor party um, kind of thing? Oh, no, that was yeah, I fall. think that was just a practice. Oh, was that not G-Day? Oh, sorry. Never mind. So, zero. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously had too much fun the night before. <laughs> My bad. Okay, so sell me on G-Day, because to me, the way I look at it is, I kind of get excited for it. I watch it for about five minutes, and then I end up tuning out. I think a lot of it is there's no stakes 
And I think I'm more watching it saying, I hope no one gets hurt. It is nice to kind of see some freshmen or some people who've been buried on the depth chart emerge. But beyond that, I can just really watch the highlights. Why have you been to six G days? What's so great about it? It might be more than six G days. Uh, back in college, I went like every year. So I'm thinking, counting it up now, probably more. I think it's just like during the spring, there's not football, obviously. And then all of a sudden you have a G day game and you can go tailgate get some football in, kind of, you know, get a little bit of the fall atmosphere there, go with my buddies to tailgate and hang out, and then also, I like scouting out the, the young guys coming in, the freshmen, early enrollees. I'm glad you said guys, I thought you were going to talk about the girls. <laughs> well, that's another <laughs> topic that for college. other hops and hot takes, yeah. Um, but yeah, just scouting those guys out and um, seeing, you know, what's coming in. I'll add on top of that, you know, now that you're about to be a dad, if for all our listeners that don't know. That's Eric, by the way. Eric's got, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, is that yeah, right? Will, you don't break any news, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric's, Eric's about to have his first kid coming up uh, in May. So I think it's a great atmosphere to take, uh, take young kids to. You know, it's a nice, like, sunny day, hopefully, in April. The weather's nice. You can leave at halftime. You don't have to worry about missing anything if the kids get rowdy. That's a plus for the G-Day experience. Okay. I think that makes sense. Getting away from the game and kind of looking at the team as a whole. Coming into the season for spring practice, something that uh, Kirby Smart was looking into is that word he kept using was he said this year he wants to create more havoc. He's havoc, havoc, havoc. So we looked into what exactly havoc is. And Kirby might just be making it more generally, but there is a stat for advanced metrics in college football, and it's the percentage of plays in which a defense either recorded a tackle for loss, forced a fumble, or defended a pass. So really, this is just the team kind of getting after the ball, and it's not a matter of did you get a sack, but did you kind of create something? Did you end up getting penetration? Mainly, did you get the other team uncomfortable um, when they were playing? So who do you think this year, because last year – even though I think the team was pretty good, I don't know if we really saw a lot of Havoc plays. Who do you think this year is going to emerge as someone that can kind of create Havoc plays, especially on defense? I got two guys. Jermaine Johnson, the JUCO transfer coming in. I'm hearing a lot of good things out of spring practice for him. And then apparently Nolan Smith, just a freshman, but apparently Kirby's, you know, Kirby doesn't give a lot of love to the young guys, but all of a sudden, like, the press conference, he's like just talking about Nolan Smith, how he's like doing really good, so... I'm always, I've actually heard the same thing, and I'm always hesitant that yeah. when the freshmen come in, they're shiny new objects, and everybody's thinking, like, oh, wow, this guy's a world beater. But I think Nolan Smith, especially, he was in a lot of draft boards, the number one guy coming out of high school, committed to Georgia early, really didn't waver too much, and so there probably wasn't a lot of signing day drama with it. But yes, Nolan Smith is someone that I'm expecting big things from. Ryan, is there anybody? that you're looking forward to this season to kind of make the second-year leap, defense or even on offense? I was actually going to mention Nolan Smith, too. I've heard similar things about him piggybacking off this whole Havoc thing. Actually, not a huge fan of, like, these uh, these buzzwords kind of thing, like using the word Havoc and stuff like that, but... You're not a fan of math? <laughs> I am, but I am a fan of math. Okay. And I think what Kirby's saying here... Is actually pretty smart. And I, smart. Pun intended. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Shut it down. <laughs> pun, pun intended. Let's cut that. Let's edit that out. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And if, like, Nolan Smith can go in there and make a lot of havoc and make a lot of disruptions and stuff like that, 
I mean, it doesn't matter if it's like a tackle, a fumble, whatever, whatever the defense is doing to stop them. Like I'm all I'm all good for, and I've heard a lot of good things about Nolan Smith. So I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field. Steven, is there is there a guy on the defense or even the offense that you think gonna really make a make the jump? Well, I don't I don't know about making the jump. Like as well as Kirby's recruited, I think the one weakness though is the defensive line. For some reason, that's all that's kind of been his Achilles heel. But so I'm really intrigued to see uh, Trayvon Walker, new five star yes. uh, defensive lineman they got, and I'm really curious to see if maybe he can provide some of that havoc that you're talking about right there on the defensive line because I think that's what we've been missing. Going further on what you just mentioned is that I think Jordan Davis. I'm really looking forward to him making a jump. I think he he's been good already. I, I think in the first half of the season he didn't get a lot of playing time because of his weight, but he really. Brought it, brought it in together, solid. slimmed down a little bit, and really, if you look at the other teams that are making some noise, the Clemsons, the Alabamas of the world, they have good uh, defensive interior presence because at the point of attack, if you're jamming everything up, then you can't really do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm expecting big things from him in year two. And on offense, someone that I'm expecting probably more make, to make their debut, even though they played last year, was Demetrius Robinson. It's going to be curious. He had one good jet sweep early on the season, and then he was persona non grata for the rest, for rest of the year, whether because he was hurt, whether because he was learning the playbook. But I think with a full offseason under his belt, talent's there. Yeah, the wide receivers, are that group in general is going to be probably the most interesting group to watch going forward to see who kind of emerges out of there to start. I mean, I feel like everybody knows that J.J. Holloman's going to start, but other than that, I don't know what other wide receivers are going to going to make their way to be starters. Going off what Eric said earlier, you know, a lot of times we're like, all right, who's going to be the impact guy coming in next year? And you're like, all right, you only look at the freshmen because it's the, like, the fresh new toys, you know, and all. But a lot of times it's usually those sophomores or juniors who, you know, kind of on the radar and you kind of forgot about them. I, I just think back on Roquan back in 2017. You know, mm-hmm. at the start of the season, you know, you're like, all right, solid, you know, pretty solid player. Then all of a sudden he came out of nowhere and the light came on and, just became a superstar. So I mentioned Nolan Smith and, you know, Steven mentioned Trayvon Walker, but sometimes it's those sophomores or juniors who come out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for those freshmen, though, to, like, really come in, especially the ones that are not in there yet, to come in yeah. and, and learn the playbook and be ready for the first game. I was kind of wishing some of the receivers would be early enrollees. But. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the people that are going to start are going to be the ones already there on, on campus right now. Yeah, kind of like Matt Landers or Tommy Bush. They might be the ones, you know, you, you think. Just I haven't heard a lot about Tommy Bush. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've, you know, I've heard a lot about D-Rob. I've heard a lot about uh, J.J. Holloman. Yeah. I don't know who else to. It's going to be a big question mark. I'm interested in seeing the O line for talking about offense because mm-hmm. I mean to see how good they are. Yeah, like to see if they can be the best. Exactly. Like historically, Mark Richt has not recruited very well uh, on the O line, but Kirby Smart's kind of come in and improved that a lot recently. O line wasn't like horrible last season, but I mean there's a lot of improvement. I mean, there's a lot of injuries and stuff too, but it'll be interesting to see how that part of the offense improves. I'm interested to see that as well. Not only. I think it's just going to be a talented group. I think a lot of sites, especially people who are like more NFL draft focused, have said like there might be four people on this line that might be able to declare for the NFL draft. And not only that, 
but they probably at this point they may have six six or seven people that they feel comfortable plugging in mm-hmm. to start anytime uh, even without injuries which is which is something that a lot of teams can't say that's a huge asset to have yeah i mean that's that's the one of the the areas that we actually have some depth in you yeah. know that someone could get hurt and we don't we don't really miss a beat I mean, it's not like that with quarterback kind of somewhat running back not like that really with wide receivers definitely not defensive line or like secondary eh, maybe yeah so this may be maybe one of the things that I, when i added about why i just can't get into g day is a lot of times it's the quarterback situation or it's maybe the fourth string running back who breaks a long run and the message boards are all blazing for the, for, for the rest of the summer saying how come for good reason yeah how come <laughs> how come how come joe smith or whatever who's a fourth year walk-on is not getting more touches and ask the same questions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my G-Day prediction is I don't think we're going to see a lot of from for good reason. Three-year. Hope not. Three-year starter. There's really nothing for him to prove. Maybe get a quarter in of just some work. Throw about maybe four or five passes. Um, we'll be done with it. But because of that, I can already see who the G-Day MVP is going to be. Stetson Bennett. Um, oh, wow. Strong call. <laughs> and because, really? Because I think we're going to give him a chance to really – Show what he can do as the, as the second string. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people like him because he's the feel-good story of someone that did his time as a backup, went out to JUCO to really kind of get some first-team reps and then came back definitely when Georgia needed him the most. Who else does everybody think that is going to have a strong G-Day? I'm going to call it under-the-radar guy, Tay Crowder, <laughs> linebacker. I'm just thinking he might come out of nowhere and be a big guy. Uh, you know, I think I'm just going to go probably nothing too surprising. I think I'm just going to go J.J. Holloman. I think he's going to have a really nice showing. He's trying to take over that that range of the number one receiver, that go-to guy. I think him and Fromm are really going to hook up. Something that we've been celebrating about this team is that is their depth, but nothing nothing's going to be worse for Georgia's depth outside of injuries than a bunch of arrests. Last year, <laughs> last year we didn't really have a lot of run-ins with the law. I don't know if that we were had a good relationship, uh, Venmoing the Athens <laughs> PD um, to make sure that they are showing the utmost discretion for some of our um, best and brightest students. But this year we've had Jaden Hunter getting a traffic violation, which was minuscule, but it still chalks up his arrest. We he had, was the one that didn't have his license suspended, it was license, suspended right? Yeah. right. Like, I don't understand. Like, how do we not have our license up to date? I thought we had somebody on the staff <laughs> we who's, not, like, checked everybody's but, licenses. But, like, still, yeah. even that, like, but, can we not yeah. adult here? How do you not know your license is suspended? Just lazy. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, no one told me that I needed to have my license up to date. How long do you think Jaden Hunter <laughs> should serve in jail? At least six years. <laughs> Four on good behavior. Hey, we should throw the book at him. <laughs> that's also another weird, this is another topic. That's a, that's a part of the law I've never really understood. Like, we've got to lock people up for having a suspended license for driving. Yeah. That seems kind, of, just be, seems kind of extreme, right? Yeah. That seems, yeah. That like, seems, okay, so if I, if I don't renew. Especially well, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but if I don't renew my license this month and I drive next month and I forgot about it, like, they're going to lock me up. For a driving with, I mean, that like seems kind of extreme, right? No, I agree. I don't know. Like, it's not. It's totally different to me than getting a DUI. A couple of other violations that we've had from other players. 
We've had Brainy uh, actually slap a person. I mean, he probably deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> that could be that could be a wide range. I can of go things. either way. Yeah. Um, and then we've had uh, two other <laughs> two other players. We had Tyler Simmons and Tyreek Stevenson get into a a um, brawl at a Athens bar. And this someone re- was probably trying to cut the line to get in. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. These guys there. are these guys yeah. are the worst. <laughs> yeah, and. And this really goes to show how, how long it's been since I've been a college student at, at UGA is that when they named the bar, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and it's always... There's that's, so many there. Yeah, uh, so they change hands so quickly. Right. And that's always a good sign. But but when I saw the bar, all I could do was kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, yeah, I can see that happening there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so that's going to be a problem. And then we also had two other players, Beal and Brendan Cox, get busted because they had a little smidge of weed in their apartment complex. I mean, allegedly. I mean, who hasn't we, had a little bit on me? I probably got some on me now. I haven't done anything today. It probably wasn't theirs. I probably okay. went I went to that gas station, and then I probably came back. There was probably someone put someone on me. I don't know. Fulton County Police, uh, please please write in to hopsandhottakes at gmail.com. We're in the city limits, right? You can have a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's just a fine. You would just get a fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, question for the table. Has, has Kirby Smart lost control of this team? No, I think it's just some dumb mistakes by some players. It's nothing big. It's just dumb things. It's like suspended license and all. It's like, all right, guys, grow up. I think we're okay. I mean, it's just a bunch of stupid college students getting in trouble for stupid stuff. So my next question that that I've seen, whether on message boards, whether in comment sections based off of the articles, is... That a lot of people have been calling for, especially Chip Towers has been one of the more vocal people saying, like, where are the leaders from this team? What do you think is responsibility of like leadership on the team that they could do? Someone like Jake Fromm, someone like Monty Rice, that you think they're not doing? Or do you think this is a problem where the team's so big, everybody's going to do what they want to do? Are there leaders to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, is, or is anybody stepping up? That's a good question. It's so yeah. early. I don't know. It's so early uh, in the season. I mean, there's only so much you can do, right? Like, these guys are just – I mean, especially, like, you're out late at night. I mean, what yeah. are the leaders going to do? I think it does come to a head, though. Like, if you start having more guys doing this, Kirby's going to make an example of someone, and someone's going to get kicked off. How long do you let that leash go? Because if you like, if you keep letting these guys get in trouble and all they do is just get, like, a slap on the wrist or a one-game suspension, like – they're going to start thinking, well, like, you know, I'll be fine if I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Right now, it's not panic mode for me. But as far as, like, the leadership thing, as long as in-game there's leaders and all, I'm fine with. Fromm can only do so much as telling somebody not to smoke weed or get your license ready. I don't really care as much about that as much as our right, in the locker room before games and during games. I want him to be the guy leading what Joe Schmo fans is thinking is wants to see is something off of like some sports movie where Jake Fromm gets up there, starts shouting at everybody and everybody just like learns their lessons. They have a come to Jesus moment on this. And I don't think that's really realistic at this point. What I think is a, it's a better motivator to get us under control. And really Kirby's kind of doing this right now. This, the reason why you don't see this at bigger programs that are more established is if someone like Brenton Cox gets in trouble, the best motivator for him not to mess up anymore is knowing that there's someone right behind him who's going to take his position. And I think that creates a lot of personal responsibility. And at the end of the day, I think these guys are going to figure it out. So far, it's not great that they're getting in trouble for this, but I don't think 
they're really putting anybody else in danger except for slapping one man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he probably deserved it. Who had it coming? <laughs> who, who may have had it coming? Right now, it's still a pretty low level, but I don't think it's anything that's coming to play. Like yeah. where people are like but, selling drugs, having yeah. like weapons. It, it can. This can only last for a certain amount of time, though, before something's got to happen. I mean, what are we talking about here? These are a bunch of college students. We're we talking about practice. Not a game. We're talking about G Day. I mean, we're talking about a couple guys may or may not have had a little bit of weed in their apartment and a dude driving with a suspended license. Like, who cares? It's a bunch of college students. They're stupid. They're young. The law is still the law. <laughs> it's like, like you said, Eric. I mean, they're not out there slapping women and doing some like really horrible stuff. You know, I mean, is leadership really going to correct? Will goes outside right now and moons someone. That's not appropriate, Ryan. <laughs> Wait, is, is Where's Jake, the leadership on hot, hot takes? <laughs> is Jake Fromm supposed to go to every player and be like, "Do you have your? Is your license yeah. uh, renewed? Is your license renewed?" It's like, come on. Well, well, we have such a deep roster of great guests on Hops and Hot Takes that you may lose your slot. Yeah. You go out there and moon somebody. Just know. You gotta be on your toes. Take my chances. <laughs> I like it. It's a risk I'm willing to take. We'll put it on the air. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs>